This week, we're revisiting the fan favorite, Just Stop, for part three, The Stoppening. We share some reader submissions and open the floodgates on a few of our own. We talk about burning our family photos, saying no to niches, and answering the age-old question, should we shiplap or bitch slap? Let's go! Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers, turned internet friends, turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot or that young. Every week we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Hi, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? Oh, blue skies. Nothing but blue skies. Smiling at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we took a little bit of a holiday break, which was really nice. It feels it feels good to like not have as many obligations or commitments, even though like I'm not it's not like we're going out partying. Right. There's not a whole lot going on, but it's nice to just know that you don't have to turn something in today. Like having, having, playing hooky from school. Yeah. Like anything that got done without like extra credit. Like, <laughs> you want to get a good grade? Just turn this in. It's self. five points. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, that it always is nice. And, but at the same time, I feel like it's a race to the finish line of the year and yeah, being able to take time off and stuff. Oh my God. It's, I mean, it's, ba- it's basically January. It's January already. April. Like just time warp into spring because that's spring what happens. Break. Yeah. <laughs> I should just get the pool cleaned and get ready for a pool party. <laughs> start start cleaning those outdoor cushions because it's basically springtime winter's a blur and yeah I know I was pack- unpacking Christmas decorations yesterday and I'm like am I already like annoyed at these like I'm going to be in three weeks <gasps> like do you get that feeling I already was like you know what it's gonna bother me that I have to keep walking around where this Christmas tree is and I and I already got excited thinking about cleaning it all up and how fresh the house is going to look when it all goes back away. Like, it's going to feel so clean and organized when it's all gone. I know. I try. I was trying not to do that, but. Well, and you have Cecily to encourage you to enjoy the excitement. And I did when we were starting to decorate our tree and get lights out and stuff. Like, I, there is something nice about it, but we're not seeing as much of our family and friends this year. We're not having like an impromptu Thursday cocktail party with, with our friends or something like that's what I look yeah, like. Does it even count if nobody sees it? Yeah. Like we're not going to have, we're not going to have some cookies from all of our friends and like have people bring stuff over or like, that's just not going to happen this year. So that's a little of a womp. Yeah. I, I mean, it's well, not, that's not our fizzle sizzle, but no. that's what Instagram's for is just staring at all, like sharing everybody's stories of what they did. No, and... but if you can't invite anybody over, then you have to post stuff on Instagram. So 
here. So people know it happens. Your big friends can. So basically, I should stage my own cocktail party where we kind of dress up. Cute. Here. And then that might be kind of cute, actually. That would be cute. It could be your holiday card. Like a variety show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And just, oh, our friends just dropped by. You can have like the doorbell ring and the dogs. Yeah, bark, ding dong. Shows up. Yeah, and then here's a gift, and oh, it's just me on thing. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little laptop with my face on it on the front here's doorstep. Some, here's some dry fruit cake. <laughs> Wait, what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get into our fizzles and sizzles. I'm here for it. I'll I'll start. Um, The obvious sizzle is has to be that I finished my one room challenge Uh, before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was signed, sealed, and delivered right before Thanksgiving. So. We got to clean out the mess. So we could, I think maybe that's why I'm like not that excited about dragging out more mess. Because uh, I just finished having. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Like you're still cleaning up. Like we're still cleaning up the mess yeah. of One Room Challenge. Like I've totally. still got a, a half a garage that's just like, get this stuff out of the house. Yeah, the tools that are in just a random box. Yeah. So I'm kind of um, not excited for that. Yes, that definitely, I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad it's done. Really had, you know, fun revealing it and we got to enjoy it for Thanksgiving, which was really fun. The fizzle of it all, um, I guess the fizzle was my dad had to go back to the hospital for just some observation. He started losing some vision, but they oh, figured out. Small. <laughs> What? Yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to talk about it. He's fine. He's totally fine. But um, that was scary again. So he, yeah, he had blurry vision in one eye, but they ended up finding like a a cause thing so that they were able to treat, yeah, pretty easily. So that's good because now they think they know why the original stroke happened. So that's a relief. Yeah, but still not any less stressful. And you find yourself thinking, okay, great. What's the next, like, shoot-a-drop sort of idea? Right. Um, God, it sucks watching parents get older and go through... Not, I mean, like, yeah, it's a health crisis. Like, you just don't think about it very often. No, well, like, in a real... Yeah, not in a real way. And it feels different now, too. I mean, it's something that's always been, of course, like, on my mind as my parents get older, but, like, kind of trying to be honest with Cecily without scaring her when she doesn't need to be. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Like, she's really close with my dad, so, I don't know. Like, she needs to know what's going on, but also, she's still really young, so the ideas are a little hard to translate. Yes. And if she um, didn't know anything happened, do I need to inform her? I just told her he had to go to the doctor, but yeah, I don't know. So 
That's that's fizzle worthy for sure. Like it's good that, but on the upside, he's going to the doctor. He's not pretending it's not happening. So there's that upside. That totally, he's kind of like a big baby hypochondriac in a good way. Because he's yeah, he's not like being overly stoic or brushing stuff off. Yeah, that's the opposite of my dad. Tell us, but yeah, that's parents. They're secretive. They're teenagers again. They are. They don't want to tell you about things that happen to them anymore. And yeah, that's the opposite of my dad. My dad is the, I'm not going to the doctor. Everything's fine. And I'm like, yeah, you can't keep taking Tylenol every day for a month and tell me that everything's fine. Like that's not normal. Doing it. Yeah. That's, that's not how it works, but that's another fizzle for a different day. Um, on on my front, um, the the fizzle, um, something's chewing inside the walls of my kitchen. <laughs> Ew. We've heard it twice. We don't know what it is, but it's intermittent. One time it was during the day, and one time it was in like the early evening, and it's in this corner that's towards the outside corner of our house. I, I don't know what it is, but we did have pest control out and they didn't find any signs of anything. We're not making it up. Like, it's definitely there. There's definitely these two occasions, something was there. Now, pest control says that if there's no signs of animals or something like a rodent being there, that that is probably good because it means they haven't taken up residence. So it could just mean yeah. that it's been cold and a little wet and damp and they were just like looking for a place but we don't necessarily have like it's not in the cabinetry it's like in the wall but he couldn't find like an access point no and there's no there's no droppings or anything but it's like it also means they can escape which sucks that they can come and go but like my biggest fear is that they drop dead inside the wall and then oh my god i know sean Sean has a co-worker who a, a rodent died in a wall of their house Ugh. and they they have like 30 plus holes cut in their walls and stuff all over the house trying to find where it died because it's stinking up the house oh my god and that's like a smell that you just don't death. get out of your nose it's death it's putrid putrid death in right, your we're walls. like biologically Ugh. conditioned to not like it but it gets it but it like sticks in your nose you know so you have like oh, but the smell memory nope so merry christmas yeah i know like merry christmas there's something stuck in your wall maybe it's a cute little mousy let's hope it's not like a little like a little (laughs) mouse house you know oh my gosh um pasty needs to step it up yeah what's up with the with the working class dog not even trying to like help me sniff it out like she's totally not interested um, but yeah, I'm hoping that it passes and that it doesn't keep doing that, that we're going to like keep our eyes on it. They recommended like cutting back a few bushes that are around some things just to try to like discourage, but there's nothing really actionable until they can see something, but they believe me. They're like, oh yeah, this time of year they start 
coming around. They want a warm place. They're looking for food and water. They're looking and if for you don't a place have, to have babies. Yeah. And if you don't make that hospitable for them, then they're not as inclined. And maybe that's one of the nice parts about our old ass house is that um, in many parts of the house, there's no insulation. There's nothing mm. between the walls. So there's nothing for them to hang out in or... No enjoy like there's no I was little gonna say maybe you could make. put like really ugly architecture inside the walls like me <laughs> like, oh my orange. god we'd have to remodel the whole place so like orange peel like heavy texture <laughs> <laughs> oh and there's not a window in sight oh my god we can't live here what a hovel um <laughs> so that's the fizzle sizzle um and I know I told you this because I my one room challenge finished a couple weeks ago, um, and I've been able to have some really productive days at my desk. Which you look pretty profesh right now. Like this whole setup is like, I know you don't like it, but Rick D's in the morning. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling my oats. I have my little mic stand. Yeah. I've got. I've got this little cabinet next to under You have like my a good morning that... Vietnam mic stand that just like <laughs> <laughs> pulls down. Yeah. And I feel legit. Like I sat here and this is where like the design world comes into play with this. Being able to create and have really effective billable hours is kind of like the lifeblood of our work that I can sit down and I've had some days, like several days already where I've consistently billed like between six and seven hours a day. Like that's, that's a shit ton of work. That's a lot of work. I'd love it if I can just get half of my day billable to client projects. And then the other half is still admin and behind the scenes or whatever, but to have two thirds of the day or more built fully billable. The room's already paid for itself. Oh God. (laughs) Well, almost. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, it's a write-off. It's a write-off. I'm like, yeah, but you have to like earn the money to yeah. pay it and then get the write-off. Like it doesn't just appear. Disappear. Uh, and then well, it yeah. doesn't just come back on my taxes. Like it doesn't come back to me on a big, a big tax return. Tax. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not how all of that works. And so that's probably my favorite thing of translating stuff for people who obviously don't run a business or don't know how it works. They were like, Oh, but it's a write-off. And it's like, no, it doesn't mean you get all that back. Like it doesn't all, it's not how that works. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a better deal. Yeah. Yeah. Better deal, but not. Yeah. (laughs) But whatever the equivalent is of beast mode, but for like work mode, that's, what has been triggered by having my full efficient setup yay so i don't know what that it is looks really but that's good. My sizzle. we'll Thank link you. up both of our challenges in the show notes because Woo-woo. they both look pretty pretty good i mean if we do say so ourselves if we do say so ourselves and if we don't say so who's going to should we get into the stop of it all Let's stop. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to revive the fan favorite, Just Stop, part three. This has been your favorite (laughs) title yet. I'll let you say it. (laughs) Why am I excited for this, like, 
cheesy horror movie type of <laughs> stuff. It's called Just Stop the Stoppening. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> We're only doing this whole episode, so you can have that in the title. It's That's pretty much what we do is it we generate one idea and then fill the rest of the episode with whatever <laughs> we can around it. <laughs> to fit our inside joke. Yeah. I'm yeah, here yeah. for it. We can do whatever if, we want. And if anyone else wants to do that, create your own podcast. Yeah. It's free. We usually get a lot of it's a write-off. feedback. It's all it's a write-off. <laughs> Just write it off. Um we get a lot of fan feedback on the Just Stop episodes. Um, and also you wish bitch got Mm-hmm. got comments from van- so I know that that's like where we can all rip off our rip off the band-aid and just let stuff out air our grievances be a little sassy and, yeah and as designers it's like this is a safe space where we could do that yeah because like I personally don't like to be really um I don't know critical yeah and just kind of mean girlish like with clients or like in a public like on Instagram I don't know I don't like to I don't want anyone to feel bad about things that they have or right or things they like yeah I've been I I recently did a consult with a project that was very questionable the the home itself was questionable and I did ask and I was lucky that early I said to the client I'm like why did you buy this house what do you like? What were you thinking? And the short list of what we likes was like two things. Okay. <laughs> and and it was mainly based on like location, location and, view. and a view. And <laughs> everything it. everything else was like hated it. So which are kind of the things that you can't add. So that's like you can't right. fix, which Right. But it was I had to good answers that delicate line of, okay, I don't want to come in and start ripping it apart, but it was, that's when I'm, I go in and I say, what do you think about this light fixture? And they're like, we don't like it. I'm like, okay, tell me what you don't like about the kitchen. Tell me what you do. And, and I feel like that gets this yeah. kind of non-judgmental thing going. Um, but when it's just you and me, I don't mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we don't always agree either. So that's the joy of it all. Let's I think, let's get into it. Let's do it. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? I think you should start. Okay. Um, the From the beginning, I feel like I've said this a lot of times to people, and I feel like generally most people agree with this sentiment. Can we just stop? building bathrooms where when you open the door, you are immediately staring at a toilet. Yes. Can we just like, can we not, we need to stop designing bathrooms that way. So do you mean like the doorway, like the toilet's kind of centered on the doorway almost like. Or within range of that, where really you open the door and the first thing that's in front of your eyes is a toilet. Yeah, I just, it's not a centerpiece. It's not an architectural focal point. We know it has to be there. I, we get it. But it doesn't look It's a good. literal pot to piss in. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I understand we can't all go around remodeling powder rooms and bathrooms. I, I get that. But if you are going to remodel a bathroom, mo- move the damn toilet. What if, if it's a tiny, gonna... what if it's a tiny space and the toilet's kind of tucked into the wall adjacent to the door? Uh, I mean, it's not my fave. I would prefer to see a, at least the vanity and a mirror or like, something. Like tuck the toilet behind a vanity. Do I mean do I don't know. It's so tough, especially with a lot of powder room setups and a lot of homes. You open it and the for the sake of plumbing efficiency, they put the toilet and the vanity just next to each other facing you when you open the door. And it's like, yeah, it's right. super efficient. It it definitely makes sense from a systems and an Space engineering planning. standpoint and all of that, but it's so ugly. It is. I'd prefer to have the toilet like off to the left. If it's like a powder room, maybe off to your left or off to your right when you open the door and then the vanity is still kind of in front of you Um, or tucked behind a pony wall or there's a reason why you see that really, it's like a very normalized sort of bathroom plan where open the door and the vanity the toilet and then the tub or shower are all kind of lined up on one wall. So that way at least the vanity blocks part of that toilet view where it just Mm -hmm. peeks out. It's also very efficient layout, which is why you see it everywhere. But if like somebody inadvertently like opens up the door at a party, like you have that half second that you really need to be hidden. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Not a like oops bathroom. someone's in here like i just yeah i'm i i see them and then i also see designs where it doesn't feel like anything was done to try to avoid that situation like there's other and, solutions yeah available. and i just don't yeah. I, yeah i don't think it's being explored everywhere but if if also if any builders ever happen to listen to this if you could just stop because i can't tell you how many generic house plans I've seen where it's just toilet bam open the door because it's the the easiest way to do it and that's not okay with me a little corner shower oh god we're getting to that (laughs) while we're on toilets so can I just add one more just stop okay even just if you're doing like a casual casual instagram stories close the dang toilet lid Oh yeah. Even if it's yeah. clean and empty, hopefully of course it always is, but yeah, just, just pop it. the lid. Yeah, pop yeah, that pop, pop that pop lid. It. Don't pop it. Turn off yeah. the light and pop the lid. Yeah. Yeah. If you have if you have natural light, please use that. Turn off all the other lights. Close the toilet lid. Unless it's like a re- you want a really awful before photo, then leave it open. <laughs> or you're demoing like your imported Japanese robot toilet maybe then you could have it open and closed but it would be like a (laughs) i i honestly do not think if i even do photograph the project where i have one of those amazing toto toilets i don't think it's going to be part of the foot it's not going to be part of it it's just like we don't need to photograph the toilet yeah well sometimes it can't be helped yeah, 
One of my favorite shots in my powder room is like a head-on of the toilet. It's not like the entire toilet. It's just like the tank. and You can see the tank on the wall. But I did put a little brass um, lever on the it. Handle. So yeah. yeah, it's cute. At least do something, do some, put a piece of art above it. I mean, yeah. we're not trying to pretend, look, everybody poops. But it's we not like it, the toilet but... seat. Right. Yeah. That's the part. And then, yeah, I'm just, I'm ready to move away from walk in, immediately see a toilet. Um, so uncouth. And, and maybe I'm triggered by it because our guest bathroom has that problem, but I didn't design it. So I can hate it all I want. Yeah, you can. The next one is also in the vein of things that could be in bathrooms. Yes, glass, mosaic, tile, like bands, or I mean, glass tile, I think is making a comeback in general, but. But like larger format. Yeah, and I know what you're specifically talking about, the little one by ones on a mosaic. Or even like the little rectangular, like one by four shape. Mm-hmm. Some have like an iridescence or like uh-huh marbling effect to them. Uh-huh. Or they're mixed with like fake stone. Yeah. Or or some of them are st- like a stainless steel tile in it and you're like Ooh. oh god like I mean yeah I guess and especially I, when they're just like a band of it. Well, like I guess through a shower. Special. Yeah, or the niche. I'm I'm I am personally over contrast tile like that in shower niche like a niche shower niche. It's a niche or niche, Sh- bitch. I think it's niche, a shower niche beach. Um, yeah, I think that contrast tile or accent tile in the niche is really done. It's it's gotta just stop. Like, I'm always the devil's advocate. <laughs> I kind of know what you're saying, but then like, you know, that one by Riley Design that had that hot pink tile. That was cool. Like she like really went for it. Um, yeah, maybe it's just doing it with mosaic tile. That's really bothering me. Yeah. I, Where it's I mean, always in general, really small format stuff, you know, like that's, I think what's getting to me. In general, I Why don't do you have love these huge format anyway, because it's going to just be full of garbage shampoo bottles and everything so that's uh, that's one you of the can like hide it on like the sidewall or pony wall like i think it's better anyway i encourage a lot of clients to go smaller on purpose because you don't need you know i have been in homes where it's like two people live there and they have a full like tension rod five oh, yeah. shelf bullshit thing with like all sorts of crap on it and I'm just like how how are you using you're not using all this my husband has like legit seven things oh it can't it can't I can't I know (laughs) I can't it's too much like that's not it's gotta no but do you and Sean like use the same shampoo and stuff like Terry and I don't yeah that's that helps even then like body wash like we so don't Terry's need a men's like, and a women's body wash. We don't, but he will only use like Dove bar soap. Oh, like a bar of soap. He will only use that, yeah. He won't use a, a Dove body wash. No. Oh. Well, so that's he's not like a bad really, thing. It's not. It's just like another thing and like he's and you super want, specific about it. 
Yeah, and you want to live your like minimalist dream. Yeah. I don't hate on it when clients tell me like, I need this to be able to have at least two shelves. It's like, okay, we're going to make them on the wall. You don't see all the time, make it small, but we're not putting mosaic tile. So just stop. Yes. Just stop with the glass mosaic. Yep. Once it's at a big box store, like Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever it it's from a, from a design perspective for me, it's done. Wait, is that my child? I mean, honestly, it, it's kind of done. I would never probably choose it first, but there's still, I mean. I'm, I'm using it for a backsplash. Well. I'm doing a stacked formation instead of a brick laid, you know, instead of offset formation for a client right now. It's going to look great. It's, yeah. it's going to be fine. But we're not trying to make it look like a hipster restaurant anymore. Oh, with a contrasting dark grout like we're just trying i'm trying to move away from like okay well if we're gonna do white subway your house either was built in a time where that would have been here anyway or if it wasn't we're gonna do something just slightly different to it so it's not that overdone you know like oh they obviously remodeled this bathroom in the whatever year yeah 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 I agree. I, that whole thing about like trying to not be current and try to be timeless. I think it's really hard. It is. It is. Unless you have like a specific historic home that you can really lean into a style and a period and do a lot of research. I think it's hard when your house is modern, like from this century or last half of the century. Yeah. Wait. We're in a different century. Like mid-century uh, to now. I know what you meant. I don't know. So we can't get away from like what we like now and what's going to age. I don't know. I mean, know. stuff's going to keep changing anyway. But you know what won't change? My mind about glass mosaic tile. Okay, good. <laughs> well, because it's cheap. Like it's not even like there's no quality to it. It looks like shit yeah. that's cheap is never going to hang out. No, no. It's just, yeah, it's it's never going to be designer level. And also, I just, I don't believe in, like, adding that contrast band through a shower or whatever. Like, to me, it doesn't aesthetically really do anything. You're, it's just doing it for actually, the sake it, of doing it. It actually does do something. It stops your eye and makes your house look shorter and you're, like... Just stop. It just yeah, stops your eye. It does stuff that's not good. <laughs> Um, okay, so my controversial opinion that we can all agree on. You're going to move us out need. of the bathroom? Yeah, we're out of the bathroom. Well, maybe. <laughs> but um, I had this debate on Instagram a little bit. You got to just stop with the giant canvas photos of your kids and family and wedding portraits. Preach. Preach. Can- canvas is the bad situation that happened about 10 years ago but I don't know even just huge photos I'm not a fan of unless they're art like really quality portrait work or something like that well like I I was trying to articulate this and I'm probably going to do a shit job again but family photos blown up on a large scale just don't look like art 
now. Even though like the photographers are talented and the photos are beautiful, I just had some done. But I will never hang or frame one larger than probably five by seven. Maybe I'll put it in a larger mat and put it in like a hallway or something, but... Like make it feel substantial even though it's actually a small photo. Yeah, I just don't... I mean, there's something weird about like looking at a huge picture of yourself. I mean, I've walked into a fair number of consultations where it's a 24 by 36 printed canvas wedding portrait. It's... It's a little, it's, it's, it's kind of narcissistic. This isn't like a, you know, castle where you have portraits painted of your family members. And it makes sense that you are. Right. This is very clearly like, this is it. This is what we are. This is, I, I just, I can't handle. Well, this is like the most money we've ever spent on something like. But we spent thousands on portraits, so we should put them up. And I'm not saying don't put them up. I'm just... Maybe I think there can big. be a little, yeah, maybe not that big, <laughs> maybe not in like the major public areas of your home. Yeah. I don't think they need to go over the sofa. I, yeah, I struggle with the kids gallery wall effect where it's like every year for 18 years, we have to put up more photos of the kids everywhere. And it's like, this isn't, it, it doesn't need to be a shrine to the photos. How cute you are. Like, it's okay to cycle through favorites. It's okay. I mean, I helped, I've helped a few clients with setups for gallery walls where I'm like, keep this arrangement, but then come in and refresh the photos. Don't, you don't need to go floor to ceiling for a 15 foot hallway with all of these photos like that. It's just going to be See, too much. I do kind of... I do think it can be done where you're like really intentionally doing that, like in a kitchen nook, like have a five by five grid of black and white family photos. Yeah, but see, you already pared it down. It's just a five by five grid now instead of the whole 15 foot hallway in your house. Like, But I do also, like I have a friend that has done this and she's just kind of leaned into the concept where she's just adding frame upon frame to the living room. It goes over doorways and it's done in a really eclectic way. They're not canvases or cheesy and none of the prints are really that big, but okay, it's kind of fun because she keeps adding to it and it's telling the story of the family and their snapshots and like adventures and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I guess I just struggle with the, they're everywhere. They're, once, they, like, do they take over the house? Is every bookshelf filled with photos? And that, I also struggle with that too. I'm like, okay, your bookcases are called bookcases, not photo cases. So <laughs> we can't be putting shelf upon shelf of, like, put the big eight by 10 photos in the back all the way down to the little wallet size ones in the front. Like, no that's a problem. Like now you're not really seeing any of them. They're just out and they're dust magnets when they're like that. I not, I don't know. Yeah. I hate family photos. I think I hate hate the way that they're done. I hate all families. Just stop families. Um, Stop it. 
But I have some great family photos that are in my hallway, and I it's just about cre- like large. See, but matting. your fa- those family photos you have like those amazing historic family photos that are yeah. like legit are in published, which right. And they're from they're rare. like in the Smithsonian, which is cool. And there's a story. <laughs> Whatever. No, they are. I know. Oh. Oh, oh. I mean, humble brag. <laughs> no, just- like, if your family photos have never been in the Smithsonian, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> if you don't have 100-plus-year-old portrait work that's anthropologically significant, I don't even know you. Um, okay, so my summary is... Campus print. I think it's okay to put smaller, 5 by 7 or smaller... Like three or four mixed into a large bookcase. Yes. Mixed in with other objects. I also think it's okay to do, if you have a long hallway, like I do in Long Ranch, that's the place where you can kind of have at it if you want. Because that's yeah. just a hallway to the bedrooms. It's not a place that or everyone's going to be. Yeah. People aren't gathering there. No, but if they're interested, they can walk down memory lane in your hallway. Yeah, or get one of those digital frames that you can sync to. Like now they have apps, so you can you can load in the photos you want it into the app, and it'll cycle through them for you. Like just get an iPhone and keep it in your purse, and then if you ever want to look at them, then just set do it, it out and put on the slideshow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm. I we have photos out but I don't make them everywhere. And also we should address the reality of the situation is that why don't you see them in photo shoots for designers? Because of confidentiality. Because homeowners need some privacy. So that's why you don't see it, but it doesn't mean that designers don't do it. It's just, it's not gonna show up on camera if you're gonna give the client some privacy for, especially for children. Like they don't, they're not making the choice to have those put in a magazine or on a blog or whatever. So yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, it would be. Um, let's move to the next just stop, which is really design focused on our industry. Vendors with really shitty websites. Oh my God. I mean, I like get to a point where I just want to write them letters. Like, like hate mail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there are, like, when we were in Vegas for a market last year, there's a couple of showrooms that you're like, oh my God, I would never in a million years have guessed that this is like the quality this of your product because like. your yeah. furniture, your website is so bad. I mean, I think a, a lot of it comes, it's not just the bad website, it's also bad photography. Like they don't do yeah. any work to photograph it properly in a properly lit studio setting where they get close-ups. Like you can't even like yeah. zoom in. Like if I can't see the grain of the wood or the stain or the fabric feel, like I should be able to look at a photo and know how that's going to feel. Especially if you're not like giving us samples, which some of those. They're, like... they're playing it cheap. They really yeah. are. They're playing it so cheap that you're like, I, d- I have no idea what this is going to look or feel like. But then you go in their showroom and it's like, oh, this, is this isn't bad. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's a few 
that I can think of specifically, I'll just name names. Four Hands has an amazing website. Yes. They make it so easy for designers. They have um, live inventory, so you know what you're getting into, and it's pretty accurate. Yes. You can do all of, like, they have great reps, but you can also, you know, do all your claims, file everything. It's... You don't like have to remember a whole bunch of different places to go and email and asking people for stuff. Like it's, it's all there. And you know, it's a system that's catching things and not just like a piece of paper floating around someone's desk. Um, Yeah. Like I, this is an added bonus, but beforehand also has that. Have you ever used the, what do they call it? Showroom? They have their vendor oh marketplaces for the marketplaces for designers where you can like actually shop. Okay. But then they have a showroom version of the site. So if you were with a client, you could show them stuff on the website, but it's all branded to you, like forehands disappears and all the pricing oh. goes away. Oh, I did I don't know that I've ever done that. I mean, it's not something I do all the time, but I have done it a couple of times where I'm like, okay, let's sit down and find you a bar stool that you're going to like without me keep pitching a million things. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can like upload your logo into their site and yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) See, this is why we're here. Yeah, so they do cool stuff, and they photograph their their um, products in actual rooms, so you see like yeah, I think I think that's the level up. That's the level up that's missing from our industry is that it it's not enough anymore because it's not just big buyers for large retail companies or resellers that are doing it. I need that to be able to convincingly get my client on board and quality quality photographs free samples or at least an easy sample program all of that makes my life so much easier to sell the product so if they don't want to invest and the website part of it like i mean i know not everyone does this and maybe it's not a great practice but sometimes i'm doing a lot of my ordering or um sourcing at night when my house is quiet so I can't wait to get on the phone with the vendor the next day or wrap the next day. Like oh, I want yeah. information after hours. Yeah. Or even just being able to place, to be able to place the order during whatever time I want. Like I don't want to, you're East coast and I'm, you know, three hours different from you. It's like, yeah, I might be needing to place that order at three o'clock in the afternoon and you're already gone. Like that's annoying. Completely. So so just stop with that. Get a better just, website. Invest. Especially this is the year. I hope there's a lot of brands that are like, okay, time to step up our virtual or digital. Step that game presence. up. Yeah. Like, oh, shoot. We're going to have to definitely make sure the website is better. We're going to have to have 3D showroom tours. Because if they've to just have... been relying on in-person markets, like, yep. girl, just stop. <laughs> Girl, it ain't gonna last forever. It's it, they're gonna have to get it together, and it's gonna change. It's going to keep changing our industry. So I mean, like job one is, can you please be mobile friendly? What the hell? Like so many of them, you can't even look at. Oh yeah, there's no way to look at anything on mobile. 
or they make it's, it so impossible. That's so 2005. All, like, if they could make a uniform login process where they all don't need like an account ooh, number. Yeah, like a. Can we not with the account number login? Can you just let me use my email? I mean, everybody in the world is using your email plus a password. Why? Why can we not get vendors to stop using weird account numbers or weird combinations of your business name and some numbers? Like, no, enough. That's bullshit. That's true. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah, let's put that one to bed. Um, well, this next one's from me, and it's called Ship Lap or Bitch Slap because honestly, I'm triggered by Ship Lap triggered like triggered like what's gonna happen like what's it taking you back to it's your time in waco yeah it's to hgtv it's to magnolia home and also i'm gonna bet you that half the people who are describing shiplap are actually describing tongue and groove so it's not like the paneling that you're having an issue with. It's just the phrase. I, well, or. <laughs> it's just overdone and overdone in places where it doesn't make sense and would have never made sense. And I find it can be beautiful, but that in many homes, it's not done really well or it never would have made sense in the style or the architecture um and a lot of times people aren't describing shiplap so is this really like an overarching modern farmhouse backlash um maybe but i still and think there are some really bitch slapped <laughs> ship shiplap gets bitch slapped because of its proximity to modern farmhouse maybe yeah, well, like it is the like poster child for modern farmhouse. Well, and shiplap. It's the representative. Yeah, it's it's like the ambassador for it. Um, it also gets a bad rap too for coastal decor because it's so overdone. Like, it's sort of like the literal interpretation of coastal style, and it's. Mm. I think we can do better than that, designers. I think we can do more than that. I think we can do things creatively. Um, and I think there are some fantastic spaces to put it in. Like, it can look great, but most people, I really just want to get the language cleared up that shiplap is about that little gap and the pieces overlap each other. But what most, when I see people say shiplap, it really is like for me, really disruptive because I see them installing tongue and groove panel, mm -hmm. but they're calling it shiplap and it's not called that. <laughs> so they're okay. Okay. So, so that to me is like, a, thing. yeah, like we all need to know that there are many different styles and that their board and batten is a different style of like Beat treatment. Board. And beadboard. And beadboard is not the same as wainscot. Like, we need to know the language we're using to describe mm -hmm. things because, unfortunately, the world of HGTV has removed some of our vernacular and almost 
made it lowbrow. Like to me, when I hear shiplap now, it it's more talking about this sort of like lowbrow. I'm referring to Magnolia. I'm referring to the gains. I'm referring to that, and I'm because, they're not referring when, to the style anymore. But when Joanna was using it, she was actually stripping back the walls, and there was actual right. shiplap right in the texas construction of the correct and but people don't talk about how all those little gaps are perfect for dust and yeah they get a bunch of stuff in them they're hard to clean in versus like tongue and groove you usually have like that v groove shape so it's closed they are firmly closed together um and you can even get somewhere they have like an even smaller gap but true shiplap usually had a, a nice little gap there um and all of the yeah maybe it is to say that i i just wish everybody would just stop using the words interchangeably and learn the lingo share it with clients share it with and other use people. it appropriately yeah yeah use it appropriately it i mean it doesn't make sense everywhere we have to stop using it everywhere. We have to stop covering up all this like basic builder construction with shiplap and then pretending we live in a modern farmhouse. Right. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Shiplap or bitch slap. Hey, Sean. Have you signed up for the Hot Young Designers Club newsletter? Oh, no. Really? Is this you not wanting to clutter your inbox with a lot of excess junk? No, no. Let me do it. Where do I need to go? You need to go to hotyoungdesignersclub.com. Scroll down till you get to the subscribe button. Just pop in your email address and your name. All right. I'm doing it right now. Is this going to be a bunch of spam? It's not. It's actually not going to be anything until we actually get around to sending something. But we have big plans and we want to be able to send surveys to get feedback from our audience. And maybe once in a while, a special surprise or a recap. All right. I'm on it. Thank you. Back to the show. So 90s builder grossness. <laughs> Where everywhere and begin. Where do you start? Angled everything. I kind of wonder. Yeah, angled everything. Oh, like random niches. Oh, those ones that are like 10 feet in the air, like double height alcoves or niches. Yeah, in an entry. Like what? Yeah. What are those even? Yeah, like what do you put in them? Philodendron? Like (laughs) that's all you could do. Do you think Drive that like stuff? this started happening when like SketchUp or software where people where the architects could like easily like use the push pull function and like <laughs> this is easy to design. Push it, look, look there, look there. Like yeah, I'm just gonna push like a five foot by five foot square opening right here for a big rear projection TV in your living room. And oh my god, yeah, like that's the type of stuff that I there's a lot of waste in that style of building there are a lot of like stupid soffits and weird space lost in walls and and i just angled entrances yeah but it and it kept going into the early aughts 
into oh, those giant like, windows like you always see people on the facebook designers groups like what do i do with these 20 foot high windows that are oh, oh yeah double sets of windows like one yeah. big window and then some drywall and then another big window on top of it and and or the the half moon like semi-circular windows on top yes. of other like barf and it, you can't like put any treatments on them and some of they're like we like this room gets so much sun and heat like yep. it needs something yep. and that's honestly builders did us so wrong they really did us dirty yeah there's a lot of undoing which i don't I've, know i do appreciate like Chris loves Julia. Blog, I mean, she's a design blogger, but she kind of leaned into her '90s McMansion, Oof. and I appreciate like the journey she's taking her followers on. And from the beginning, she's like, <laughs> "The property is beautiful. This house has a lot of weird stuff like that." Yeah, and they're just fixing it. Yeah, removing like those shallow archways. And or making them more intentional. Like in that house, they're making it more intentional. She redid like this giant arched window that was really weird and gross. But like, I mean, they're spending a lot of money. And that's the thing. It I try to explain double that to height, like a double height room. They like added a second, like a um, loft kind of. Well, they basically turned into their closet. But yeah, so they fixed that room that had like weird. It costs a lot of money to fix bad architecture. Like, I tell that to clients all the time when they're like, oh, we want to remodel this and kind of fix this situation. And I'm like, there's engineering. There's, it's not just throw up some drywall and frame it in all the time. Like, there's a lot of problems that this created. Corner, like, all these weird decisions. Corner showers where your elbows are hitting the walls. Oh Worse. Just to wash your hair. Stupid corner tubs like jetted tubs built in like yeah with like huge decks around them that like take up half the room yes it's just I'm, I'm not a fan of it I really don't like that style of architecture and I I find that most they're not really aging very well no that um what is that oak blonde oak or golden oak Oh, yeah. Barf. Yeah. I mean, I think when we look back on that, you really start to see there's kind of this like wasteland from this from through the 70s, 80s and 90s, where a lot of builders took over because a lot of housing was being built. And it kind of like no regard for working with designers Style? versus... Like a lot of develop, well, at least around me, a lot of the developers would partner with a locally prominent or somewhat prominent architect to sort of get an archetype of what they wanted for these housing developments. So at least there was kind of a someone looking at the big picture. Um, but then it just got to a level where builders are like, I'll do it myself. And you have these weird rooms that don't make sense double height foyers and entryways that also make no sense like a ton of stuff where they obviously didn't care about how people would really live in it and have to use it like bathrooms with no do, doors like oh my god yeah that that's the problem for me yeah i grew up in a house that was built in 1984 it was a new build 
and it had one of those big shelves off this like it had double height ceilings and up the staircase was all lofted but they had um one of those big drywalled shelves yep like what are you supposed to put that like we would just like sit up there but like as kids like hang out yeah it's like faux silk plants were big so everyone had some dusty ass dusty crusty in a gross basket or some like dried willow sprigs or something <laughs> like that's the yeah. type of ugly crap that ends up there and it i don't think it can look good i don't remember no. who it was on instagram but there was someone who's trying to deal with that problem in their entryway of their house and they were like hear me out i think i can do it where it looks good and i'm like nope totally disagree not gonna look good no more dried things on shelves like that no more it's not it never was the best thing it was just something that people did because they had a spot to do it and everyone felt like well i have to put something there that looked empty yeah and now close i'm telling it up. clients just close it up drywall it close it up d- get rid of it like don't pretend it's not there you'll feel so much better once it's gone it's just it's got to stop and meanwhile they just wasted like 2 feet of you but what are you going to do with what do you do no, with I it? Know, That's the thing. But it's the not usable. Builders like, screwed it up. Builders messed it up, yeah, because they could have added that space back to a room or back yeah, to a closet. Yeah, because the stairs could have or, like scooted over and now you have all of that other room. Or you could have had a more stately stairwell by using yeah. that space. Like it could have been used so much better. And that's where I tend to think, architecturally speaking, design wise, of the simplest solution is usually the best place to start. Not the easiest, the simplest. Mm-hmm. Like, clean it up. It might mean you got to do more engineering work, or it might mean you've got to do more, Drywall you know, structural work or things like that. But the simplest solution is usually going to be the easiest. So, in that same note, I think those like shallow arches might be canceled. Like the one in my bedroom? Um, well, I mean, you mean like the one in my office? <laughs> So in our defense, I don't know that I would call those, I don't, well, they're an arch, I guess. Um, So they have purpose. They have a purpose for it. And we don't need to just keep adding arches to doorways or things like that. And I'll say in my defense, I live in a 1930 Spanish revival home and arched openings are a very iconic feature of that style and I just put the, I have a barrel vault now above my desk and barrel vaulting or double vaulting was similar to what would have been done in Spanish style homes. So I kind of riffed on that, but I, I would say this, I don't think I'd put them in. I don't think they're for every client. I don't think they're for every project. I don't, I I think they might need to slow their roll a little. Yeah, and I think you have to be careful. Like, I did it to bring some softness into the square box of my bedroom, but that room I'm treating as kind of like its own little jewel box of a space. Yeah. I wouldn't arch one doorway randomly in my house, like, with, I mean, it doesn't fit my house style, but also you have to be, like, pretty repetitive with those treatments. Yeah. In especially in like public spaces or walkways and stuff. Yeah, 
I'm thinking we're hitting sort of maximum saturation where if it's just being done to be done, it, it's a lot, I mean, there's a lot involved. Like my build out involved a lot of reframing, some electrical work, yours was similar. Like it was a, it was an operation. It's not just yeah. put yeah, in I think as I treat mine like a piece of furniture. That's how yeah. I think of it. It became part of permanent. that bed. And it's not permanent to the space necessarily. Like it's just attached externally yeah. to the wall. So um, yeah, yeah, it's part like, of my bed. I like where in Lauren's episode with Studio Leilac, we she talked about how she starts with researching and she starts with thinking about like what materials or finishes or motifs would have been present at the time the house was built. So not necessarily in this house, but at right. the time. And that sort of like can help inform the process. But I'm not saying it's a just stop. It might be a just slow your roll. Yeah, on, just on slow arches. down. Just so slow yellow your roll. light. Yellow light, yeah, not a red light on arches, but they might be getting close to a just stop. Like, Okay. And maybe that's just because now that I have one, no one else should have one. <laughs> That you did it, now we're done. I did it and they're done. Designer beware. Okay. I think yeah. that's fair. Fair to say. Okay. We have a couple write-ins. Yeah, these were written in by listeners, which you guys are always encouraged to do. Like, email us, DM us, get at us with yeah. things that you think could be episode ideas. Or if you know it's perfect for a segment that we've done before... Just let us know. Should we just run through these quickly? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we can alternate. The first one, painting decent furniture in shabby chic paint, like chalk paint or like wacky pastel colors where the furniture is actually like a good, a well-designed piece of older furniture. Right. Okay. But you mean a bright teal. Barn doors. Yeah, I've been guilty and I ripped mine out quickly. Yeah, I just don't. Nope. They're not. They don't make I sense mean, everywhere. I mean, you sometimes just have to like splurge on the pocket door if you. That's. And sometimes the really good barn, like barn door hardware and the doors cost as much or really close, like within 20% sometimes of just getting a proper pocket door. Or just get a door. Just get a door. Like, yeah, yeah, you could put a door in, a pre-hung door, pretty inexpensively. Yes. Um, signs that tell you your home, in a bathroom, a place of eating, drinking wine, or smelling the dog farts. That's the quote. <laughs> yeah, any... <laughs> I have a major issue with signs that aren't like the it's the Hobby Lobby home goods signs. Yes, barf. they're done in really bad. Live, laugh, love. Uh, this is my fifth cup of coffee. Don't talk home to me without coffee. I, it's all cringeworthy. Or the ones that are like directives, like she's saying, like telling you to bathroom, eat, or yeah, gather. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh God, like, barf. And I, my graphic, so like this is like a double hit for me because like my graphic design, um, Spidey senses like start really, like gonging because the typography like is usually horrific. Yes, 
and then the, like awful. rustic like a creepy piece usually. of wood that's been sanded to look distressed and then it says faith yeah. on it i don't care about the emotion they're trying to get and i think that's part of this for me is if you design a space well it will encourage people to want to gather, to yeah, want you need to, to tell eat, them what to, to do. want to relax, to want that. It's like a sign and... that says gather on like a, over a two seat love seat and no other furniture. <laughs> <laughs> or like... where they're like marking their Standing bath. Standing room only. I don't, I really hate marking a sign on a door where it says the bathroom because, and this is why, most people are still going to have to ask where it's at if they don't live in your home. Because like, it's where usually- Where direction do I head? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a door off the living room where you immediately open it and it says bathroom on it and there's not a door next to it that's a closet. Like that's not usually the problem. The problem is someone still has to say, can you show me where the bathroom is? And I don't know about you, but most people who visit me, after like two times, they know. Maybe you should do like a restaurant and have like lit sign, signage, like yeah, <laughs> like wayfinding in your home. That, or like IKEA, you could put stickers on the ground. Put stickers like on arrows. the floor. That's the equivalent like to me of what we're doing. Like a potty symbol on the bottom. Yeah, that and would make it easier. If it's, if it's designed wayfinding well, for homes. <laughs> yeah, residential wayfinding. If it's designed well, if you think about it. I mean, if you've ever been in a weird, like, if you've been at Disneyland, the way they, like, tuck things in certain spaces, it's designed to kind of guide you without you needing a sign. It's integrated. But they also integrate their signs, so they're, like... Themed and all of yeah. that. Yeah. But if also, you live in a home, not a hotel, not a restaurant, oh, right. not a bar. So you don't need these types of things. We, they're unnecessary. They're, they are tacky. No matter, I don't care who or how it's done. It's tacky. Don't forget to wipe. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, or where, it's like, where it's like soak in a bathroom. And it's just like... <laughs> It has a tub. We we know, Karen, that we could soak there if we wanted <laughs> just to. Get a piece, just put a giant canvas of your family over it. You just can... put your wedding portrait there when you're done because it shouldn't be in your living room anymore. <laughs> just stop with the signs. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Making new stuff one. look old. I think that... So new stuff look old or new stuff of the... Um, to make it look like something else, like tile yeah, yeah, wood yeah. floors or wood look tile floors, I should say. Yeah. And I think my only little caveat to that would be I'm I'm kind of okay with really nice porcelain tile that has a somewhat stone effect to it because I recognize that stone is out of the budget for most, for many homeowners. Natural stone can be very cost prohibitive. And the but that's different because the materials are similar. But what do you feel about wood tile? Hate wood look tile. Hate, hate. Because for the for the cost of the tile plus the installation, you probably could have got wood Good, like engineered or, wood floors or a nice engineered wood or even I'm gonna say this. I don't mind if you got like a luxury vinyl plank. Because to me, it still looks more, a good luxury vinyl plank is going to look more like wood than a piece of tile. 
You're never going right. to get tile to look like wood. And it feel like you'll never it get feels it to more. feel. It feels more like wood versus cold. Tile. I don't know why you'd want cold tile all over your house. Like Yeah, there's just something about the uniformity like of tile that Unless just if not. you want tile, get tile, I guess is my thing. But most of the time people want wood look tile because they want the warmth that wood would provide like they're picking yeah they're picking tile because of the durability but they want the warmth of wood and i'm like uh yeah you can get that with wood like people's houses have had wood for a long time and people even have bathrooms with wood floors from hundreds of years ago they're still okay like (laughs) it can be done but your kid can't be splashing the whole bathtub out without you cleaning it up right away. Right. (laughs) Maybe that's part of it is- People are lazy. People, yeah. Like, I I mean, do you ask clients questions about how they clean things? Oh, no. I have some in my questionnaire where it's like, when a spill occurs- You can kind of tell though. I mean, if you look around, yeah, you usually have an idea of like, oh, there's some crunchy ass Cheetos or Cheerios left in the carpet here. Or, oh, those stains- yeah, like the stains on the countertop on that old ass granite counter have been there for a while. Like, yeah. Yeah, or I have a client now that lives in a really old home that has old floors, but she has several large dogs that are really mm. hard on her floors. Yeah. And she just can't stand it. So we're going to do luxury vinyl. It's going to hold up better for, it's just, Sometimes you make choices on the inner room that you got to do. Yeah, and just do your best to get the best quality. For show. But yeah, the distressing of things. I I don't know why more people just don't buy vintage if they want things to look old. <laughs> look, I want it to be old, but it needs to be new. <laughs> it just right. Like don't I want to be able to like instantly get it at on Amazon which okay I've done like I did a DIY on new gold frames that I wanted to give a little bit of a patina but yeah I wanted I couldn't find two matching vintage frames in the timeline that I needed but and that's I usually what buy, it comes down to right but I wouldn't buy a dresser a new dresser and then try to make it look old like you can get vintage dressers pretty easy. I mean, couldn't the same be said about distressed denim? Oh my god, what are those stupid ass shoes? What? Those goose shoes? Goose shoes? What are you Aren't talking called, about? Aren't they called a golden goose or something? What? Oh my god, what are these? You heard Ew. of them? You're, like, you're an actual millennial. Uh, ew. So They're gross. purposely ruined. $500. The Golden Goose Star Patch Sneaker. What the? <laughs> what? Oh, come and, on, people. See, this is what's oh, so fun about no. being in a mom's group. Oh, let me show you another one. Okay, we'll, we'll put those in the show notes for you guys. Really those are... This awful so here this is even worse these are muddy jeans for four hundred dollars 
No, no. Why does it look like he rolled in shit? He literally looks like he rolled in a giant heap of manure. You guys, this is not okay. Um, has nothing to do with the design world. It's definitely just stuff. I design. mean, this is the fashion version of what we're seeing, though. Right, right, right. Like the mud pot, the dirt pot, the dirt pot DIY that we talked about, and that wasn't just stop. Uh, part two. <laughs> I mean, what is actually on these jeans? It looks like caked mud. Like, it's gross, it's an- and it's definitely a just stop. I would never wear those in public, anywhere. I also so here's <laughs> what I will say about the sneakers. Do I have old pairs of sneakers that make me really happy? Yes, I have sure, a couple but pairs you, of really naturally old, patinaed. Right, like I am proud of my Converse that I wear because I've aged them and they've been a lot of places with me. And, they're comfortable you've broken them in right they're yeah it's like wearing it's like walking barefoot in them now because they're not they're just like my foot okay. i'm well, not here for that so just think um, about these jeans the next time you're buying some distressed shit or you're buying some because you can go um, too far this is really too far like what bothers me about this picture that I'm really stuck on and fixated right now is that the boots that are in the yeah. picture are perfectly fucking clean. Like they have white soles that have not. Yeah, yeah. They're like <laughs> perfectly clean and polished boots with these nasty, muddy jeans. Ew, just stop. Nordstrom's really neat. Nord- oh, sold out. Either Nordstrom pulled them or they were sold out. They th- probably. I would hope both, but maybe not. But, oh, my God, gross. Um, oh, the stopping of it all. I And I'm also really triggered by acid washed. For you guys who didn't actually live through 1987 as a middle schooler, it's just, it, it's just it a needs, no. Yeah, that's a, a that's fashion a hard just stop. stop. That's a, yeah. Um, I mean, I even had trouble moving back towards lighter denim. Because mm, it's like too dad darker, jeans. yeah, medium to dark denim was a really big like that was a coming of age story for me. <laughs> so oh to God. move back to to go back to light denim was a very early '90s type of thing, yeah, and totally. I didn't know how I felt about it for a long time. But I definitely will never be moving back. I don't know. Did if you pay? That, did but, you peg your pants? Did I what? Did you peg your pants? Were you alive for that? What's that? You know, pegging? Oh, God. I'm so I mean, I'm going to warn you that that might have some... People shouldn't Google that term. Peg, peg pants, 1980. So you would get, like, your wide leg jean, because that's all we had, and you would fold it over at the bottom and then cuff uh-huh. it so it was really tight. So it okay. would be, like, almost like a... It would give you more volume in your leg, which everyone wants. What? I okay. I'm seeing this, and I have seen this on other sure it's back. other youths. Uh, I I see what you're saying. I understand what you're talking about. I'm not here for it. Sometimes we would get really slouchy socks and pull them over the pegged pant leg. Oh. Oh, this is very the Goldbergs. It's very 1980s. So yeah. Oh, I'm not here for it. 
Um, that's why I have a really hard time with this style. Yeah, we're not here for it. I don't mind like a little, uh, a neat cuff or kind of in that like hipster school or like a pin roll is what they call it, where it's like really tightly cuffed and like very- Like neat. just a small roll, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. They're not blousey. You don't have like yeah. This is creating like a tucked in effect almost for it. So I'm not not gonna no. Yeah, with your Reeboks high tops. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we've really digressed. That might not make the final cut. (laughs) (laughs) So all in all, just stop. Yeah. Come on, peeps. (laughs) Pull down all your family photos. Start a get rid of all your pile of them. Rip out all that bitch slap ship lap. <laughs> get a pile of your rustic barn door signs with words <laughs> of encouragement on them. Get get them all out. Take them to your local Habitat for Humanity restore, where I'm sure some basic bitch is gonna love it. Well, <laughs> let's not. I mean, I think that's just where <laughs> they just need to go away. Go to the landfill with it. Oh. Poor landfill. Well, I know what we could do with them. <laughs> we should. Everyone should send them to Sean's house, and then he could shove them into his walls so he can scare those little critters away and make oh it less God. hospitable for them. I would <laughs> not be here for that. Well, until we next it. time, stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. Um, yeah, because I mean, what do you what do you really need? A mouse in your walls that has an eat, pray, love sign. Gather. Just throw some gather, gather signs. Gather into mouse. Your wall. Gather, little mouse family, gather. <laughs> <laughs> Multiply.